And now for the Faith FM Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. Good morning, Faith FM. Welcome to the Breakfast Show, actually with Blake and Lawson. It's a little bit different here. Mm. I thought we were going with that one, and then and then Lyle has come back in here with that one as well. I, I'm just so the confused. ghost of Lyle. <laughs> He's still building that kitchen. That kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking forward to that because I'm going to go. Well, I don't know if the kitchen's done, but I'm going to go eat some food over there at Lyle's house. I hope he knows, Lyle. If you're listening, I am coming over. So please. He's on the way. Something. Okay. He's excellent. on the way. Excellent. I'm happy about that. What are you happy about, Lawson? Uh oh, so much to be happy about. I think. A few things. Uh, went to the gym last night with you, <laughs> and now I can't lift my arms. Uh, something definitely be, to be happy, like definitely worthy of being happy about. What else? Um, I wondered why your arms are just dangling just by like, your side. Um, <laughs> You're just typing with your nose. I was <laughs> shaving this morning oh. in, in the shower. I had to do something quick because I had to get to the studio. And I missed the bottom of my chin. So I've just got this little little bit of hair there. And the rest of my face pretty much is clean shaven other Me than too. my mustache. Hey, well, you've got a, a beard, Blake. Like a full beard. I missed. Uh, I just yeah. missed. Yeah, well, I, I missed. And now I'm embarrassed. Uh, and I'm probably going to buy a razor this morning to clean even, my thing up. I can't I, even see what you're missing. You can't because there's a microphone in front of in front of my face, but I'm incredibly embarrassed. So, you know, I've just shared my deepest, darkest secret with you guys. Don't be embarrassed, uh, but you can show the people in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, <laughs> 87.6, who are listening mm-hmm. to Faith FM. We also got Mount Barker, WA. And coming up on Faith FM, we see that NAPLAN results reveal boys' literacy rates are at an all-time low Oof. after all these excessive lockdowns. And while... Same time, Victoria's independent broad-based anti-corruption commission, IBAC, brought into question regarding Daniel Andrews' involvement in an $80,000 cover-up compensation payout that has silenced one family for nearly a decade. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here with Blake and Lawson while Lyle is fixing that kitchen. Mm. And Lawson, you got a quiz for us. I do. I have a quiz question that... Is a little bit of Bible trivia that I've just got stored up in the memory banks, which I, I proved to you, Blake, and producer Shell earlier this week. But here we go. In John 21, when several disciples went fishing, how many fish did they catch? Oh. A. Oh. This is multiple choice. A. None. B. 12. C. 153. Or D. More than 500. And tell me why it was the particular number that it was. That's a bonus point. That's a bonus that's point. That's a bonus point. That's, that's a bonus point. Zero four nine one. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What are we going to say? What I always say? interrupt you when you're doing the number specifically, so people can't hear the oh, number. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, they really got to want it. They really got to want to get that number. But the, what I was actually trying to say was that reminds me of the story that you guys did on Monday. It does. And it also reminds me of a bridge. Yeah. Somewhere. A tragedy. So I'm not going to even go down that but road. We're not, we're not going we're gonna, gonna to give away too much. But hey, <laughs> but 0491 064669 in John 21, when several disciples went fishing, how many fish did they catch? Eight, none. B, 12. C, 153. Or D, more than 500. If you know the answer, you will go into the draw to win. It is finished and the bridegroom is coming. Or 
Jesus wins in my life today because we have two winners for the for the draw today. Two. Two winners. We're going to spin the wheel twice. All right. <laughs> I'm so excited. Because we're, we're, we're going crazy. All right. Do you get to spin it once and I get to spin it once? Or well, does... Shell spins it both times. You get to spin it both because times? Because she has the wheel. She has the power. That's right. That's she right. has the power to spin the wheel. But Only get Shell. your answers in, guys. 0491 This is your last opportunity to get those answers in. Do not miss out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. What's happening in the world, Lawson? Robot Falcon. <laughs> that is what's happening. Yes! Robot Falcon. Okay, okay, I am so pumped about this. I don't even know what it is, but I'm ready to roll. So, you know the miracle of the Hudson? Uh, is that the one where they land the plane? In they it? land the plane yeah. there. You know, the movie Sully, the yeah. guy Sully. Yeah. The, the hero. The hero. Who Tom lands, Hanks. Ta- Tom Hanks, that's right. Sully, yeah. who lands... <laughs> Forrest the, Gump lands the plane in the Hudson. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but yes, the miracle of the Hudson. Now, basically, that was caused because as the plane was taking off... Unfortunately, sadly, a flock of geese flew into the turbine of the engine, like the, the turbine of the plane. And so, as Christmas a result, dinner ruined. It, 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 well, it Christmas dinnered those engines, like just destroyed them. Yeah, yeah, just just wrecked the engines, and obviously, <laughs> sadly, lost the life of those geese. The geese. And <laughs> as a result, they had Sorry, to you, you know that. land the plane in the river, and the people were saved. Praise God! That was thirteen years ago. But it's like birds are still in the sky and still have the ability to guess what to, to mess up planes. You may not know that. Well, yeah, but not in the UK. They don't have birds there. Not anymore. You told me yourself about all those turkeys. Oh yeah, the you know bird That's... flu. But hey, we can't take all the birds out via uh, you know some kind of disease or something. We need birds. We love birds. I love birds. Birds are amazing. Um, we would have some people here on the breakfast show who would absolutely. Ha- Hold their fists high and say, we are the bird lovers. We actually gave away Birds of the Bible book a couple days ago as well. That's right. Well, we had had Blair on here filling in a couple days over the last couple of weeks, and all he did was talk about birds. Yeah, he's a bird watcher. He's a big-time bird watcher. So we need birds. How do we solve this problem? We don't want, you know, planes to fall out of the sky because they get birds sucked into the engines. We also don't want the birds to die, but we want birds in the sky. So what do we do? Robot. Falcon. Okay. This is essentially a drone that looks like a falcon. They've made a falcon out of like carbon fiber and it's been painted up to look exactly like a fountain. And then in its two wings, it's got propellers and it, and it's got like a camera on its head, you know, just like a regular, you know, and it just flies around. It makes noise. Does it? And it flies around scaring birds. Because it's massive, right? All birds are, like, scared of falcons. So it looks like a massive falcon flying around, and all the birds are, like, freaking out. And as a result, then they don't get sucked into the engines of planes. <laughs> well, a couple of things. Number uh-huh. one, I just got to go back. Well, that's cool, actually. I'm, I really want to know more about this robot falcon. But I'm just thinking, a lot of people where I'm from, from mm. they are, I, w- I was thinking about bird watching. Mm. Uh, that's just failing at hunting. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Secondly. <laughs> but in the States, it's like illegal to kill a falcon, right? Well, yeah, falcons. We love falcons for yeah. sure. And I'm also thinking of like those really cool dudes who have gloves in Mongolia. Mm. And then the falcons wear hoodies. Oh, yeah. And they, those they, guys are they cool. sit on it. Yeah. And, you they know, they, go, yeah. and then come and then they're 
They're cool. So I'm just wondering if the robot Falcon could do that to like a transformer or like it's, a giant robot. It's, it's a drone. It can do whatever it wants. It's <laughs> like it's got propellers. It can fly around. It's fully controlled by humans, but it looks like a Falcon and it's actively saving planes from falling out of the sky and it's saving the lives of birds too. Who would have thought that we would live in a time where robot Falcons would save the lives of people and geese? Mm hmm. Like, I would have never thought that sentence would come out of my mouth. But, like, when I was a kid growing up, like, someday I'm going to say on radio, robot falcons are going to say people and geese. You know, you could you could essentially say it's a sign of the times right there. <laughs> like, who, you know, when the Bible says that knowledge will increase. <laughs> I was Daniel 12. And men will go to and fro. Like, this is, this is something else. That is, I mean, it's wild, wild times. One thing I really love about the increase in information and knowledge and technology that's happening around the world. Mm -hmm. They're using nature as the the blueprint, the blueprint yeah. to create all these different everything. And it just goes to show like these animals were not evolved from like some primordial soup from an old mushroom soup that just came around, you know, Lyle loves mushrooms. Um, <laughs> we are dealing with like beautiful nature that is, intelligently designed yeah. and so intelligently designed that now our intelligent designers, mm. right? The ones who create things here are going to nature and going, Hey, <laughs> that's, that's right. aerodynamic. Ooh, that makes sense. Mm. Oh, I love the insulation that's there. Oh, the little geckos, they have these little sticky things on their fingers. Who would have known, you know, like they just look at, they look at nature and go, that is innovative. That's creative. We're going to copy that. Yeah. Now, like the argument to what you're saying, it's like, cause everything in the universe and in the world, you know, on our earth particularly works so well together. The argument that people then have against that is, oh, well, hey, you know, if you give it enough time, like these things could have happened on their own. That's like the theory of evolution. But subscribing to deep time to say that all of these things happen on their own, it's just, oh, well, it just took a really long time. Then it's like, oh, so you're just making up a reason why it could have happened on its own. Well, and what happens is if you go through the books and you go through the research, the historical look at the development of the evolutionary theory, mm. the theory of evolution time just keeps increasing yeah that's right it has to because the comp they realize the irreducible complexity of everything that's out in nature mm. and they go wait 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 a second that couldn't have evolved mm. that, that that literally like a giraffe's tongue nope couldn't have evolved mm -hmm. you know when they talk about the little um i don't know the bombardier beetle could mm. not have evolved we're talking about with john ashton the eye the eye impossible to involve mm. like with all the cones and all the rods so many things it, it mean, it's just so clear really mm. when you start to look at it. it it depends on what glasses you're wearing if you mm. want to see no i refuse to accept that a creator or a designer made it like you can convince yourself of it but but it's not a healthy uh take on science because the research in science is now actually uh reinforcing what the Bible has taught all along. Mm. Young Earth, it, it, there's so much more evidence of that. Mm. Instead of like finding more mm. evidence for eons and eons and ages of time, it's we're finding evidence for the other. Yeah. Totally. Well, just before we get out of here, well, in, in our good news section, I got to talk about the best place on Earth, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Wow. No, not really. But um, there's a university there. It's called Penn State. It's, you know, one of the I know Penn State. highest, you know, one of, one of the great Ivy League schools in the United States. And they have come up 
with an electric vehicle charging system, which can fully charge, you know, your Tesla, your Hyundai electric vehicle, whatever it is, in 10 minutes. Really? This has been the innovation that everyone's looking for. And they've just created it and they're now putting it they they they've they've they're in the R and D phase and they're thinking about how they can put it into production. But <gasps> finally Go this is what everyone was talking about, it is coming. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM, the breakfast show with Blake and Lawson. We have just been discovering some amazing things, but before we get into that, because I really want to talk about that a little bit more, mm. but not yet. I want to hear the quiz question first. All right. The next question for the quiz, to what child did the Lord call out uh, to by name several times in one night till the child replied, speak for thy servant heareth? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, guys, this is your last opportunities to get in for our prizes this week. We have two devotional sets. One is It Is Finished and the Bridegroom is Coming. The other is Jesus Wins and My Life Today. You can win both of these. These are evening and morning devotional books, which is just the best things ever. You wake up, open to the chapter for the day, read through it. You're blessed. It's amazing. But again... That number is 0491-064-669. And that question is, to what child did the Lord call out to by name several times in one night till the child replied, speak, for thy servant heareth? You know, that child could have never said that if he didn't have a great mentor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's what I want to say. Uh-huh. Shall uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I'm going to do this. You can mm-hmm. attack me later if I'm not allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. If someone gives the name of the mentor, can we give them a bonus point? Because, you know... Shell is reluctantly <laughs> nodding her head going like... But here's the thing. I have so many <laughs> bonus points, messages and bonus points. But to here's keep the thing. Track. This is what's so important, right? People don't realize how important having a mentor is in your life. Mm. You need to have someone who's gone before you have experience in life. Don't think, don't think that you know how to do everything totally. that there is to do. Just press pause, hit the brakes there, big boy, calm down, and recognize (laughs) that you need a mentor in your life. Totally. Right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's talk about that Penn State thing a little bit more because I'm really pumped about that with some nickel foil. I didn't have uh, a lot of time to talk about it, but I was discussing it with Blake during the break, and he's like, dude, we should should just talk about this real quick. So essentially... The method is, okay, 10-minute fast charging. How does it work? Crazy. Essentially, the enemy... So this of, is for the Tesla. So this is for a car charge, fast charge, yeah, this, and this is the good boys at, and girls at Penn State. Yeah, that's right. The, okay. the boys and girls at Penn State, they've come up with a method to charge oh, car, like EV batteries quicker, right. basically. The enemy to fast charging or faster charging or doing anything fast or powerful with battery technology, the enemy to all of it is heat. Mm. Batteries like to be hot, but not too hot. Basically, like everything, things need to warm up, but there's, there's an optimal temperature, but if you go above it, then you have problems. Like me in a jacuzzi. Correct. Yeah. Or a sauna. It's good, but if you get too hot, you throw up. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, previously, <laughs> the method that they would use would they would have like external cooling systems that were big and bulky and took so much power themselves that it just 
wasn't working. Uh, but these charges basically works like this. Uh, um, let me read a quote. Rang and his team, Wang, sorry, and his team uh, decided to instead regulate the temperature from with inside the battery. From within the battery. So they're going to... From within. From within. Okay, so this is this is how they work. They put a nickel foil, ultra-thin uh, chute in there that uh, in different different part of the battery. And then it says this. Acting as a stimulus, the nickel foil self-regulates the battery's temperature and reactivity, which allows for 10-minute fast charging on just about any EV battery. Well, so here's the crazy thing. So all the EV batteries, this technology, this is big, man. This Mm -hmm. is not just going to be for uh, vehicles. Mm -hmm. I mean, soon we're going to be charging our phones in 30 seconds, our laptops in 10 minutes, or not 10 minutes, like in a minute, right? Yeah. Because if you can charge a vehicle in 10 minutes, I mean, think of the application of that. Your iPads, you just put that thing on there and boom, it's done. That's right. Again, the enemy of charging is heat. And when it comes to, like, a computer, like, it's such small form factor. But eventually, you know, they'll work it out. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen right away, but I'm just saying this is the path towards that for sure. Very, very cool. Interesting stuff. Do you know what's not cool? What's not cool? Literacy rates in Australia right now. Like, well, it'd be cool if they're higher. Yeah. It's well, it's not. It's, it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. There's some results. They just did the Naplan testing. You remember Naplan? Yeah, yeah. Of I course, did. you remember. Naplan. I did Naplan, and except I skipped Naplan in year nine. I was off <laughs> motorbike racing or something. Yeah, actually, interestingly enough, they they're that's one of the criticisms of Naplan is boys like you not taking it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so basically, during the lockdown, during the last couple of years, there's been an excessive, because of the pandemic, we've had excessive lockdowns, increased screen time, and reduced human interaction. We all knew that this is going to impact learning, all right? Mm. But the some of the states mitigated the impact better than others, but the longer that lock, lockdowns prevailed, the wider the gap became between where our kids were and where they should be. And this year's NAPLAN results were released on Monday. The results showed, uh, just to be clear as well too, overall the 2022 results were stable when compared to 2021. So we're not just, it's not a huge instability between the two years. However, participation rates were lower than usual. Lawson, you were one of those boys. Mm. Um, I'm not 15, (laughs) by the way. Uh, Not anymore. (laughs) Potentially the result of this being the first year when the test was taken entirely online. So now it's all online. Now, of most concern, though, is the drop in literacy, particularly among year nine boys. It is the lowest level on record. Wow. We've never, ever had a time where literacy rates were lower for boys in year nine. Wow. Uh, In New South Wales, this is crazy, too. Almost one in ten year nine students cannot read at a minimum standard, right? That's a problem. Really? So 10%. 10% can't even read at a minimum standard, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big That's a big issue, right? Uh, we've, you know, this article goes on to say, hey, we've spent years improving the education and economic prospects of girls, and that is good news. And the, the author of this article is actually a female as well, too. But then she says, we cannot take our eyes off the ball when it comes to education and economic prospects of boys, they're just as important contributors to, uh, to our society. And lifting the opportunity outcomes for one gender shouldn't be at the expense mm. of the other. Equality means that we should value and take the same due care and diligence in educating both boys and girls. Mm. And a gender literacy gap 
is a disservice both to the children in question as well as to society as a whole. That's a that's a crazy thing. Mm. We're having we're now having a gender literacy gap. And I have a I have a daughter mm. whom I love, and she is she's just a little wild cat, a leader, great, great kid. But I recognize I've been, you know, hang out with her and and she's got her friends and, and all that kind of stuff. She's young. But we I'm I am concerned for the boys of our future. Mm. The boys are they're not allowed to just be like run free and to to be trained up in the way that they should go, mm. so that when they're old, they will not depart from the mm. truth. Uh, the we we have a, a crisis that's about to happen. It's not just with literacy. I, I, I this might be a a crazy thought here, but like mm. young boys have not learned how to be men, and this is just a little smidgen of an. Uh, a, a resemblance of an understanding of mm. this with the literacy rates. This is a bigger issue that while we've put so much energy and effort into promoting our girls and preparing them for a future society here and to encourage and uplift our, our young girls to be leaders of the country, we have forgotten about our boys and they're mm. an equal part of our society as well. Mm. So we should be uplifting boys and girls and not seeing these gender literacy gaps yeah. that are actually taking place. Yeah, I, I find it interesting, like, for me, I, I, I skipped the nap plan in year nine uh, because I was off motorbike racing, and then I just decided to skip school altogether, and I, I finished up school as a 15-year-old. Uh, just just said, nope, no more school. And now I'm, I'm a uni student, and I'm getting good grades. I've been getting assignments back. I've been getting HDs and whatnot on my assignments. And it's, it's like, oh, well, how could I possibly go from leaving school after year nine to to being in that place. And it's holy and solely my experience was that when I was 17, 18, I became a Christian and started reading the Bible. And my degree is 100% literacy. I'm, I'm doing a theology degree. The whole degree is essays and reading. That's like the whole, pretty much the whole deal. And my experience has been, I, I've, I've pretty much been totally comfortable from just reading the Bible mm-hmm. my, with my only education after year nine being reading the Bible, I'm totally comfortable at uni. So there is something to be said there about, yeah, the need for, for just and also in people's use, lives. Yeah. Using, using God's word to increase literacy rates. I like where you're going with that loss. Mm. I want to hear more about that. You're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith FM positively different. With Blake and Lawson, we are live right here in the studio here uh, in Newcastle, Australia, just outside of Newcastle, and we are looking at the rain coming down. It's getting pretty wild out there. That is a bummer. Stay safe if you're if you're in the rain out there. Stay safe while you're driving to work or mm-hmm. walking or doing whatever you're doing while you're listening to Faith FM. Mm-hmm. Lawson, give us some quiz questions. True or false? <laughs> Do I have to just guess? But no question. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna. <laughs> that would be. That would be an epic, like, 50-50 yeah. social, ex- social experiment. True or false? Jesus had a brother named Judas. Ooh. What do you think? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win our devotional box sets. Either it is finished and the bridegroom is coming, or you can win Jesus Wins and My Life Today. Classics. You can get either. We're going to give... 
two prizes away this morning <laughs> to two different winners. We're out of control. It just we are just out of control. Just giving just giving away prizes. Just it's it's unprecedented. What's going on over here? Uh, Shell, are you okay? Are you running a fever? You can mm-hmm. handle it. Okay, she's fine. She's fine. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer. That one, true or false? Jesus had a brother named Judas. Hmm. I want to keep talking about this literacy thing. Lawson. Okay. Check this out. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't realize this, but they're actually now saying, you know, what if the underperforming boy, boys or generally disadvantaged children are a large subset of the non-participating cohort? So there's actually quite a few people. The participation has gone down. Mm. So in that case, this reduced literacy could be a bigger issue than what we think it is mm. and how it plays out. You know, the the test was done online. The literacy test was done online, so we have to ask, what about the kids who have little or no access to computers? Like, are they still being able to to get this? Mm. Uh, and then, as a first world country, you know, we require first world education. Mm. You know, there are in the global market for Australia. Like, we're not we're not just competing with other Australians. We've got people from other countries who are moving here. Ridiculous. Yeah, I know. It's like. <laughs> Our church, basically. (laughs) Newcastle University Seventh-day Adventist Church is, like, just full of international students and immigrants. Yeah. And they're doing a fantastic job coming over here, and they're they're amazing people. Because Well, I think one reason people want to move here is because it's such a great country. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's the... I've been... Literally all around the world and back again. This is the only country I want to live in. That's right. This is where I want to raise kids. Quick question. What do you think of Newcastle specifically? I love it. I actually think it's one of my favorite cities. Let's go. You heard it here first. We've got two Newcastle lovers in the studio this morning. Novacastrian. Bro. Look at the back of my laptop. Oh, this is a whole that's the map, map of okay. Newcastle. I got a sticker of like the map of Newcastle on the back of my laptop. I am a big time, big time patriot, a Novacastrian as they call it. Absolutely. I was born here. I've and again, I've I've lived over the the world over. I've I've hit every continent. <laughs> but in Antarctica? Except Antarctica. Okay, course, that's yeah. the one I haven't but gone to as New, well. Newcastle, Newcastle is the spot. It is. Anyways. I, I love this city. Actually, I want to know what city you love. <laughs> that If you're listening, text us at 0491-064-669. I want to know the city that you love in Australia the most and an emoji why. And and the city that you love the most and why you think it's better than Newcastle. But, but it's not. But it's great that you're... Yeah, you're trying. You have, to, you have to convince... Us. Lawson and I, who are hardcore Novocastrians, that your city is better and why through emojis. Okay, and I think that there's some cities out there that can give Newcastle a run. I, I, I gotta be honest, I'm pretty into Perth. I, okay, I, I've I never like been Perth. to Perth. You've never been to Perth? No. I really like Perth. I really do. I. Um, it's, it's so. Perth is wild because you go into Perth and you go out of Perth just like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, very little traffic. The way they've set it up, it's like just done, done right. It's done, done right. well. Yeah, go into Sydney and you come out the next day. Go into Sydney <laughs> and you just get you just get lost. It's that's just in that that's why I have a, a tent spaghetti. on the top of my people. I have a tent on the top of my uh, rooftop, pathfinder, my rooftop tent? tent on my car. It's not just to sleep in randomly. It's just to survive the the Sydney, Sydney traffic. Wow. That's what it's for. I just pull over to the side, wait for that to go down, pop the tent up, just take a little breather. I'm not getting out of there Dude, anytime Brisbane? soon. Brisbane? I, 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 I am 
a staunch Novocastrian and New South Welshman. But <laughs> Brisbane Welshman. But Brisbane and the Gold Coast are great. They are. Like they the weather there is really nice. It's true. I like the tropical weather. It's well they're not really tropical, but it's like that almost tropical Pretend weather. Tropical? Yeah, that's right. You know, they're not in the tropics, but it's like, you know, that nice tropical weather. I'm I'm about it. I'm 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 very much an enjoyer of Brisbane. I've been there a couple of times. Janelle actually is texting in right now saying Brisbane sun with a smiley face yeah. with sunnies. Yeah. I'm all about that sunny life right there. Mm. Okay, good job, Janelle. We agree. Brisbane is good. And and Brisbane has lots of nice... It's like lots of nice restaurants. It's like a capital city. Like, lots of nice restaurants, lots of people from all over the place. You know, uh, it's really beautiful. Like, you got the river running through the city, and you can go cycling or running around it or doing whatever. And It is a cool spot, for sure. But... No castries. So, sorry, Newcastle. Mm, sorry, Newcastle you know. stole winning. Yeah, uh, and which is probably why we live here. Yeah, uh, I was just there. There is one here though. Uh, going back to this literacy mm. uh, article, mm-hmm. uh, this is a, a structural problem with the education system. And here, very end of the article, it says enforcing uh, these young boys to learn from home through a series of world record COVID lockdowns. Quote: I'm looking at you, Victoria will have done them no favors at all. So what she is suggesting here is that some of these literacy issues are actually because of lockdowns that have happened in Victoria. And speaking of which, Premier Daniel Andrews is facing a grilling on the, or he faced a grilling on the second day of the Victorian election campaign over new allegations around the circumstances of a 2013 car crash with a teen cyclist. His wife, Catherine, was driving the vehicle with the then-opposition leader in the passenger seat. So Andrews is in the the passenger seat when Ryan Muleman, 15, who's just riding his bike, collides with the Andrews vehicle in the Mornington, Pencil, in the Mornington Peninsula, leaving the teen severely injured. Um, the Sun reported that Mr. Muleman, now 24, has engaged a lawyer and is allegedly considering disputing claims by both the premier and his wife over the specifics of the incident from almost a decade ago. Mm. Now, you, you you hear that part of the story, and immediately my mind just goes, he's just doing a money grab, he's trying to get, you know, he's, he's just making this stuff up. Mm. But as you keep reading the story, it gets a little interesting. Uh, Muleman refutes the Andrews uh, family claims that he was speeding. So, get this, the Andrews family is saying that the 15-year-old on the bike was speeding. The bicycle. The bicyclist was uh-huh. speeding. This is that's the official report that's happened right now. Uh-huh. And he and the and Muleman saying, uh, no, I'm refuting those claims at the time of the horrific car crash, which left him, Muleman, with a punctured lung, broken ribs, Oof. and internal bleeding. Andrews responds to these questions. Hey, I've answered your question about 15 times and the answer won't change. I have no further comment to make. Mr. Muleman secured an $80,000 compensation payout from the Transport Accident Commission following the incident. But his family are now coming forward and questioning the process of the investigation. Mm -hmm. In 2017, Victoria's Independent Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission, IBAC, Mm -hmm. everyone's favorite anti-corruption commission in Victoria, Hmm. (laughs) investigated the police response and found officers failed to breathalyze Mrs. Andrews as any other motorist would after an accident. Dun, dun, dun. So there is some questions. Why Why was she not? What's going on here? What's uh-huh. happening? However, IBAC clarified at the time it was not investigating the incident or the conduct of the premier, 
Mr. Andrews or any member of his family. But the victim of a car accident, Ryan and his father, Peter Muleman, are fighting, are figuring out their legal options after calling into question the Andrews version of events. So then Mr. Muleman told the Herald Sun that his version of events, this is Ryan, uh, told that his version of events had never been heard because he could hardly speak to officers when they visited him at home following 11 days oh. spent in hospitals with tubes down his throat. So and there's a picture of him, like he's got tubes all down his throat. The police come 11 days later. He can't even really tell them what happened. And they did not come back at any time, Ryan says, thereafter to get a statement from me ever. He also claimed that the, he was forced into silence and to keep my, quote, I had to keep my mouth shut in order to get the, five-figure compensation payout of $80,000. It remains unclear exactly what sort of legal action Mr. Muleman seeks to pursue nine years after the incident, which he said had a devastating impact on his life. So things are getting kind of spicy. You can kind of see, when I first read that story, I was like, here's some kid, this is 10 years ago, grow up, like calm down. But after the IBAC did the investigation, they realized, wait a second, why isn't, Catherine or Miss mm. Andrews, right? Why isn't she breathalyzed? Mm. And, and now the report is that <laughs> this is the craziest part. The report is that the kid is speeding. Mm. <laughs> you got on a bike. On a bike, right? So, oh, this guy's this guy's a speedster here on the road bike here. You know, he's coming in hot and heavy. Yeah, like, I mean, we were we were scared for our lives. We're just driving along safely, I'm, and then boom! This guy I mean, hits that us. is. <laughs> I mean that is possible, but at the same time, I, I went for a ride. Uh, well, I was I was out riding yesterday Were on my speeding? bicycle, but I, on Sunday, like I, I was tracking my ride, and dude, there was this one hill we went down. Like I wasn't wearing sunnies, and we were like tucked up, flying down this hill, and you know, this is where the water of, was pouring out of your eyes. That's right. You're that's right. An emotional moment. Uh, correct. Correct. Uh, you know, it wasn't like the fastest the bike could go, but it was like pretty, pretty quick hill on a public road. And my top speed in a 60 zone was 62, you know, on my road bike where I was like, so you're admitting right now on live radio. You just broke the speed. No, you are speeding young man. Speeding. That's you can't even, you can't even get pulled over for that in New South Wales. It can happen. I'm going to report you new South service, New South Wales. This kid is going too fast on a bike. Yet again, your whole life you going too me. fast on a bike. You got me. You got me. I guess I'm due for legal trouble. Here is, here's something that I just think is really interesting. You have the, the, all this stuff is connected in my mind, right? You have all these literacy rates that are going down. You've got lockdowns that have happened in Victoria more than anywhere else in the country, right? And then you have just this subtle investigation. It's a, it's a little tiny thing. It's a little thing as well, too. But there's we've we've talked about this all week. There is a behind the scenes. I, I think uh, George texted in the Hegelian dialectic, mm. right? The social engineering mm. of people and things happening not by accident. And the things that are happening not by accident are having an impact on who we are. Someone is benefiting. I don't know who. But someone is benefiting from the fact that we are not as smart as we once were as a people. There, hmm. We're not as capable as we once were. You look at the, uh, if you look at some generational studies, you know, I'm a millennial, you're Gen Z, we've got. I'm kind of like in the middle. Okay, you're in the middle. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. You, do, you are like an old soul. It's, it's, they, call it, they call it like a millennial. It's like. 
because it's like Gen Z is like like Gen Z isn't really someone born in the nineties. Okay, well, whatever, whatever you so. are, all these different generations, but you look back to like the greatest generation, like the boys from the boys and girls from like World War One, World War Two, like these guys were so capable. They were mm. incredible men and women who just uh, had so much passion for the country, and and they were just really, honestly, highly capable, incredible people. But there's almost been a dumbing down mm. of generations because they actually. There's this Hegelian like dialectic, this mm. principle of social engineering of basically saying, "Hey, we don't want people to know what we're actually doing behind mm. the scenes." And and now that we live in a world of Twitter that Elon Musk owns now, which is wild, uh, everything is so much more available all the time. Mm. And what can happen is you have this information overload where you have all this information that is readily available so quickly and so fast. That you can't digest it. Mm. And so I think, you know, with all this, every I'm, I'm all over the place, even though when I'm saying this, but one thing I want to encourage people to do, take some time to be alone. Mm. Spend some time reading the Bible, not on your phone, not on an iPad. Open the word of God, read the word of God, and spend time with your Lord and with your Savior. It's important for us to just unplug the EV charger, <laughs> mm. unplug all the electricity and get back into the word. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.